Wait, I don't actually remember how the Strange Things thing goes. <laughs> I nearly, I was about to launch into it. I was like, wait, no, the thing I have in my head is the X Files. So <laughs> <That's>, <laughs> it goes like, boom, 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 boom. Oh, that's the very end. That of was, it. <laughs> that was the end. Can you, that was really soothing. Can you do that again? Firstly, I could like fall asleep listening to that. That was like great ASMR. Secondly, um, I feel like that'd be that just sounds like a choir warm up because you just go up and up and up. I definitely got a couple of notes out of tune there, though. Oh, uh, yeah, out of, we, out all of, do. we all do. This takes me back to when you were choir director, Josh. Anyway, this, we're, 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 we're here to talk about strangled fingers or stranger things as it's known to most people. Mm, um, because we're both a bit late to the party and we've just both finished season three. Yeah. Well, I actually, I watched the last episode of season three and I was like, I'm going to take a little bit of a break from it because it was such, it was a very strong end to the season that I need, that I was like, I'm going to watch something else for a bit. Um, it was actually on the, it was on my second flight. Um, did I tell you that I got more flight delays on this trip? No, you didn't tell me that, but I think that's just <laughs> and I got like everything I, I got hear just, from anyone that's traveling internationally. It's just like it's just how it is it's just like yeah and i got and once again i got stuck in germany classic that's, i've been to germany twice been in the airport and never left the airport and been stuck there twice <laughs> although i um i think i might start doing so i didn't to be fair both those two instances i didn't book like i my my scholarship booked these flights hence why i stopped over in frankfurt rather than flying direct because it was marginally cheaper Mm-hmm. Um, but then while well, training one of my mates yesterday, um, like here, cause I'm back in Cambridge, by the way, listeners, and he used to do this thing that when he travels, he picked it up from a friend of his, that if he has to stop over somewhere, he makes the stop over like maybe about like 18 hours, at least 18 hours or so. So I know some people do that because they don't like sleeping on planes. So they like, like to sleep in a hotel, which I think is a bit like, like, which doesn't really bother me cause I don't sleep anywhere. Um, <laughs> But he does it more so that you you can explore a city in a day, which I think is really cool. Like this is the thing: I was like in Frankfurt for so long. I was like, if if I'd known that I was going to be, I would have left the airport, spent like three or four hours wandering around Frankfurt, then hop back in. You know? Yeah, that's true. But I think I would also get scared of doing that. Like I'm like when I when I travel, I'm already freaked out enough. Like just spending time in the airport. Oh, um, it's, it's with great regret that I tell you that you dropped out, but you're back. Oh. Um, I already we will also like, be a little bit laggy today in the in the airport where I'm like, um, I have to spend five hours here, and I'm pro- like, what if I miss my flight? Even though I'm not even leaving the airport, like we, you know, I was like, I was like, you know, if I leave the airport, I'd get stuck in like the city. Like there would be some like protest or yeah. something. All the roads would get shut down, and I just wouldn't make it back in time. <laughs> I, I I don't know about you, but I like I have the same thing. So I'm someone who's like chronically like late. Like um, I'm meeting people at ten thirty this morning, and it's more because I reckon I can get there at ten twenty, but I'm giving myself ten minutes buffer, right? Yeah. Um, and so like I'm like I'm someone who's chronically late, except when it comes to exams and airports. Like it's the kind of thing that I always end up at the airport like quite early. Yeah. And <laughs> it's almost like 
I've realized that I've just, you know, that meme that like when you're a little, like your dad's always like, you got to get to the airport like half an hour early. I've realized I've just internalized my dad. Well, um, yeah, well, in this I, one yeah, instance. My- we always did an hour for domestic and three hours internationally was always the rule. And that's just what I still go by. <laughs> like, Oh, yeah. man, I do. I think I do three hours for both. Three hours. Oh, for I bo- think that's too long for domestic. I'm sorry. Like there's I not, think, at least internationally, you have like duty free and stuff. You can kind of walk around and, <laughs> and get side. I think my, I think my, my mum has convinced me that like I get away with an hour and a half for domestic. And I'm like, you're definitely right. Cause you need 45 minutes for domestic. Which I've learned now. Because I think, oh, when I left Canberra, I don't know if I told you this, but I like, I got to the airport, my bus got to the airport about two hours beforehand. And I was like, well, rather than like buying dinner at the airport, I like, which is obviously like three times as much as it would cost, like normally, I looked up the nearest Woolies and was like, oh, I can walk to Woolies and back and still have like an hour to like get in. So I checked in my bag. And so I just walked, I just left the airport, walked to Woolies and back. It was great. Yeah. Um, Yeah. (laughs) That's smart. Did the same thing when I was leaving Japan as well. I want to say again with um uh, uh, before I forgot because I I thought this um with city in a day you'd still have to go through customs if you're doing international stuff like if you wanted to get it in Germany That's you'd have to go thing. through German yeah, customs yeah. and then you'd have to go through the entire other process when you hop back in. That was the thing I wasn't sure about. Yeah, it's like, am I gonna get stuck? Like, because I like I just don't know how long German customs will take. Um, having never been through German customs before. I think it'd be, so I I think I'd like, you'd want to give yourself a girthy window so as not to, and like maybe look up how custom, long customs normally mm. takes in these, in these places. I think, I think that what I'm, we're coming to realize is that we're maybe, we are both reasonably organized and structured when we travel, but my, my mate, Andrew is a little bit less structured. Yeah, he's, a, he's a little bit fast and loose. <laughs> he's definitely, we are definitely like, um, what are they not? What's the opposite of fast and loose that Hamish and Eddie say? Uh, what, how do they describe it? I don't know what the opposite. Yeah, we're we're more like we're more like Andy when it comes to when it comes to that. Oh, I did get reminded though of um. So I did actually need the three hours in a Perth airport, right? So I'm going through. I go through customs. Um, I put my things in the tray, and then there's like this little bit of a, and my tray comes out. Um, and I pick up my phone and I was like, hang on a second. There were headphones connected to my phone when I put it in the tray and there are now no longer headphones connected to the tray. And then suddenly like I hear this like jamming noise. Um, and it turns out, so, you know, so you know how there's like that little horizontal elevator that the the bags go on. Yeah. It turns it, I don't know how this happened because my headphones were connected to my phone in like in the middle of the tray. Right. Somehow like. I don't know if they like moved things about because I gave them the tray and they were like, that looks good. Thanks. So they were all happy with the tray and everything. Somehow they must have bumped things about something like that. Um, or the headphones must have like been flicked by like, the, I, I genuinely don't know how it happened, but somehow the headphones became, came disconnected from my phone, even though my phone didn't move where it was in the, in the bag. And then, um, and then they they fell out of the tray. Like this is, I genuinely don't know this how this happened because they were connected. Like at the time, I was like, I must have just like left them dangling out. I was like, now that I think back, I was like, hang on, they were attached to my phone, and my phone was like in the middle of the tray. I still don't really know how this happened. Yeah, but somehow my headphones magically got ripped, knocked out of my like phone or something like that. Or maybe they just got like flicked out, so they dangled off the side of the tray. But anyway, at the end of that little escalator thing, they'd gotten jammed. 
So they must have ripped it out of my phone without without my phone like being moved or affected or anything like that because my phone was in the tray. So it was, again, very confusing. Like it was next to my wallet where I'd put it. Um, and these headphones just had been basically caught in the travelator and it like they couldn't stop because the phones got jammed in this little like mm. in the gap between the two. And they basically just like tried running it back and forth. And the point that there was just like this at the after about, 45 minutes of them trying to fix it my my headphones were a mangled charred mess um sounds about right and so i no longer had a pair of headphones and then they're like yeah and then the guy was like uh it was because i spent 45 minutes there with them talking he was like oh you could try this giving them all these suggestions and then after 45 minutes they were like they got really cranked and once they removed them they got really angry at me i was like why like i did the right thing you saw my tray you didn't like i did everything you told me to do <laughs> And now you're getting angry at me. And I was like, because I was kind of like, well, are you guys going to do anything about the fact that you just destroyed a $40 pair of headphones? <laughs> um, which is a reasonable question. But yeah, mm. they were quite, yeah. They were just like, send this email an email and we'll take down your details. And I sent them an email and they haven't heard back from them yet. So, you know, um, anyway. This does so, explain, because um, the last time I went flying, I think at Brisbane Airport, um, this was the first time I'd seen this. Um, there was a uh, plastic sleeve, yeah, for a little flap connected to the thing so that you had is, to put everything so this under. Is, so this is the thing. The tray had a flap, but they didn't tell me to put anything under the flap. Oh, yeah. They, they, were, uh, going, they, were, going, they were going off at me. It's like, you, you needed to put it under the flap. And I was like, you didn't tell me to do that. Are yeah, you this saw is my the first time I'd seen it. The guy, so I like, yeah, I didn't know what you were meant to do until like it got to the front and the guy was like, yeah, you need to put them under the flap. And I was like, oh, cool. But I also don't feel bad about that because I literally had my headphones and phone in the tray and I was handing the tray to the guys like, do you need me to take my computer out of the bag? And they're like, no, nah, the computer's that fine. The, the, the tray is... So we looked at the now, tray. Right? Like, that's another and we're like, change. The tray is fine. <laughs> you, you don't have to take the computer, take the computer out. This. <laughs> you do in... You, uh, you do in still in some airports because so I oh yeah it depends if thing. they've upgraded the thing I just like the yeah the past few that I'd gone to was like the first time I'd never had to take the computer out and I was like damn like <laughs> technology he's a, he's a evolving so so fast here's something that I haven't like seen not like like everywhere but like so if you're in the international airport you have to go through. Like you have to take your bag through security again. So both in Doha and Frankfurt, right? Mm. Like you basically are in the, you land, right? At a gate. And then to get into your next, and you just walk out. And then to get into your next gate onto your next flight, you have to go through another security check. Yes. And I found this really strange when I went through Doha because it was only some places that did this. Like my flight to Greece, they didn't care. The flight back to Australia, I had to empty all my water bottles and do the whole shebang to get back. Yeah. Yeah. And so I don't know, like I don't know how it works. Like it's kind of like this was the thing that that confused me is that because I'm pretty sure because I think when I was going through Singapore, I had to do it when I went to Japan, but I didn't have to do it when I went to Australia. No, I did have to do it. I did have to do it in Singapore. Both. I had to do it in Singapore both ways. Um, going through Japan and through to Australia. 
but I didn't have to do it in Munich. Um, and I didn't have to do it when I went via Singapore last. I didn't have to do it. Mm. Definitely didn't have to do it when I went through Singapore last year. So maybe this is a new thing. But then you said you had to do it on the way to Greece, but not from Greece. Sorry, the other the, way around. The other way around. So to Greece was fine. I don't remember doing it, but I remember doing it on the trip back. They made me. Who did you? Did you fly the same airline? Yeah, same airline there and back. Um, Qatar. Um, ah. It was just like, yeah, it was just one terminal had the the thing and the one coming back. So the one coming back had the security terminal, like the security station immediately before the actual gate. And then the the one to Greece didn't have anything. It was just like, although it was a bit weird. It was like you went down and you had to take uh, like a little bus or something, I think. It's been a few years since I did this trip. Some of them you have to like, yeah, you do the buses like in, um, when you la- when I landed in Qatar, yeah, you had to get a bus from the plane to the terminal. But yeah, Qatar, and I think, I and think then it was the I, same. I also had to do that. I had to do the same in Frankfurt as well. Yeah, I think, I think Dude, the flight to Greece, it was, you lined up at the gate and the gate was actually a bus that then took you to the actual plane where you then got on like... With it, it was it was yeah. weird. It was I was so shy. I had no idea what was happening. <laughs> I did find it kind of cool because then I had this moment of like, um, oh, I'm breathing in the Qatari air, and then like I'm breathing in the German air. Like I'm on, I'm not just an airport. Well, I technically am, but like, oh, I'm in Qatar now, and then like, <laughs> oh, I've been. <laughs> You've illegally entered the country. <laughs> well, it's kind of. I reckon I've been to more. If you've got the list of countries I've been to, like I've been to the airport, uh, there's more countries that I've been to the airport and then not been in the country than there's countries that I've been to the country. Yeah. Yeah. Because I've like, I've now been to Germany, Qatar, Singapore. I feel like there was one more. Singapore and Hong Kong. I went to Hong Kong like a couple of years, like via Hong Kong. Like I've been to those four countries without... Oh, I've been to as many. If you don't, if you exclude, because I've been to, no, I've been to, yeah, sorry. Because I've been to Germany, Singapore, Hong Kong, and Qatar via the airports. Like, but not, like, they, all of those ones to and from the UK. Mm. Um, whereas, like, I've, I've visited the UK, New Zealand, and America in my time. So it's like, I've been to more places transiting through, which is kind of funny. I suppose technically, I suppose technically, I've been to two countries in the UK because Scotland is a country, um, and and they would be un, un upset if I didn't treat them as a separate country than England. Mm. So, I'm sorry, Scotland. Two percent of listeners um, that are in Scotland, we hear you. Well, you know, I, apparently, um, I can wear a kilt. Oh yeah, we found this out that I have Scottish blood. Um, well, I said we know that we knew that we've known for a long time that I've had Scottish blood. Like I've told you this, but then my parents were like, "Yeah, because you're like an eight Scottish or like something like that." Apparently, that gives me permission to wear a kilt to um to form because there's I've got a mate who wears a kilt to formal events. Mm. Um, I think I may even mentioned his kilt wearing on the pod. Um, but I like I know what tartan I'd have to get as well. I'd have to get the Armstrong tartan. Um, I think you should learn to play bagpipes as well. <laughs> I feel like the bagpipes is such a me instrument. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, this also reminds me of just something like 
So I like I'm going to go fully in depth in the in the flight chat now. Um, and in fact, I realized like one of the advantages of the my flights being booked by not by me but by my the the people who like the unis and stuff is that I've been exposed to a lot of airlines in the last few years. Mm. Um, and so like I can, but I just want to. So my flight into in my flight to England from Frankfurt got delayed continually um, because it, there was a flight from who are you Venice from so that was British Airways yeah um, um, from so they from that there was this plane that was going from Venice to London then London to Frankfurt then I was on the Frankfurt to London and because the Venice to London flight got delayed by an hour and a half the, the like the, there was this trickle down of delays right um, and it's really funny because we all got onto the plane after like, like I think we were about three or four hours later, like three or four hours late and we're, everyone's on the plane and the captain comes up and was like, okay, we're ready up here in the, te- in the cockpit to take off. We're just putting for waiting for you to all put your like hand luggage away in kind of like a, <laughs> we just, I was like, all right, hurry up. <laughs> Well, like, that's fine. But then it gets, but so it's kind of like the three hours, like, then there's like, we're ready, but come on, guys. It's like, all right. And then it gets, it got better because 10 minutes later, they're like, oh, actually, we're going to be another 10 minutes late because we need to load your checked package. Mm-hmm. Um, so he was talking about this snack, and they're like, he was like, so it turns out the guy who was meant to um, be driving the, the bags to the plane hadn't rocked up to work today. And so, they were fighting someone else or something like that. That's classic. And just be, yeah. yeah, yeah. And it was just like, all right. So, so actually, is your vote again? Um, but yeah, it was a good. It was a good little comedy of errors. Um, I think like I wasn't that bothered to be honest because after my whole J- Japan rigmarole, I didn't. I d- yeah. I didn't really. I wasn't really that bothered. Yeah, um, yeah. You were like, this is so fun. This is <laughs> this is nothing. <laughs> yeah exactly it was like i mean it was a little bit rough because it meant that i'd also changed my travel days so that i because i I don't know how long getting through heathrow is going to take and i want to give myself a window so that like in case i get delayed like i don't have to like i don't want to wind up missing the last train through to cambridge Mm -hmm. and so i got i like asked the i managed to convince the the scholarship to fly me on like a slightly more expensive flight so i had like a few like a, a few hours like like I had a nice window just in case a delay like this happened and I missed the last train to Cambridge. And it turns out I ended up taking the having to take the last train to Cambridge. <laughs> um, and and I think I got into like I got back to like where I was crashing that night at like about two AM and I was like, nice, nice. Um wait no, it wasn't as wasn't as heckish as the Japan. But I reckon though, um we've we've gone deep in the weeds of this travel topic rather than Stranger Things. Do you want to do a quick game of ranking all the airlines that we've been on? Uh, sure, I can do that, but it will be very biased based on, you know, some of these airlines I haven't been on in um, ten years. <laughs> oh, this is and there's definitely airlines that I can I, I I've been on that I can't remember. Um, but like you know, like when we lived in the states, there was probably a couple of airlines that we flew on that I just oh, genuinely can't states remember. Ones. I always forget the like. I'm genuinely not. Yeah, I'm genuinely not going to include any of the American airlines because I cannot remember, like, or like when we went back to the when we went back to the states in um, 
2015. Could not tell you. All I know is that we like flew in and out of Sydney from Qantas because um, mm. they do a flight. That's all I got. I, I, remember I don't remember the only the cool thing about one of the American airlines I went on, probably not American airlines, um, was that they had live TV in the as the in-flight what? entertainment. Um, and that was pretty sick. I thought that was epic as as a <laughs> as a kid. This is the advent of being able to choose your entertainment and stuff like that is quite a reasonably new thing. Mm. Um, but I remember that like it used to be that there were some flights that obviously they just had a movie that they were playing. Because um, I remember being like seven years old and they had a movie like it was the one limitless about this magic drug that influenced your brain. Oh, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> what a film. I haven't seen it, but what a concept. <laughs> it was, uh, so I've seen that film on a plane um, when I was like probably too young to have seen that film. Um, but yeah, there was one, there was one plane flight where they just had a rolling news. But then I remember sitting there thinking, surely this news is like out of date because it's, from when we were on the ground. It's no longer news. <laughs> we're watching the olds. Of course you would think that. <laughs> but I reckon the thing, although there's also the other thing is, you know how that nowadays you can do the thing where you have Wi-Fi on the plane? Yes. Yeah. Like, I'm kind of like the thing that, like, I never, I never access it. I mean, also, I think you had to, I think you have to pay for it on someone's they do it for free someone's have to pay for it but it's like i never use it and i never like it because it's kind of like part of the cool thing about being on the plane is you're just completely away from the world mm, i will say so you i've feel? only used it once because again like i'm never paying for it but the Qantas flight i took to get to um brisbane at the end of last year had it for free mm. um free, yeah yeah um on board wi-fi and i was flying up as a um day night test was happening and i just got oh. up KO and i was just watching the day night test on my thing and it was great because there were a few of us doing that and i remember the flight attendant you know walking down the aisles handing out stuff and he was like oh are you watching the cricket and he was like yeah and this is the guy across the, the aisle from me and she went oh what's the score and he told her the score and she was like oh <laughs> it was great it was it was it was amazing you know it was just like one of those things where it's like everything just kind of fell into place and it was it was good yeah yeah that's so good yeah i had the well i've i've definitely been in a situation before where i've like wanted to like the plane like the like you've got the footy scores up on the footy on the radio and you're like can the plane just like be waiting be delayed like five minutes so i can get to the say the end of this game well this was the one where um uh i think it was it was adelaide right that was the only no there were a couple day night but it was there's also there's also been a day night in perth this was the last day of the day-nighters. And so I was like sitting on the thing, like Australia was losing wickets and I was sitting there like, oh, no, oh, no, 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 England was losing wickets. And I was like, come on, get them. And then like England was like still sticking around. And I was like, come on, come on, come on. And then we were driving home and listening to it on the radio and we listened to them get the, the last wicket over the radio. So that was that was nice. But it was, yeah, it was one of those things where it was like, it was heating up just as the plane was landing and like they'd just taken two wickets in a row and it was like ah it was brisbane heating up um that's right brisbane room <laughs> temperature <laughs> you've got uzi this year mate you've got uzi oh do we i haven't been yeah uzi's, uzi's playing from the for the heat i'm pretty sure let me sh- double oh, check but i'm pretty epic. sure we're gonna win this yeah year, i i i i'm pretty sure i tagged you in this because i was like 
you know, it's it's our boy and he's playing for your boys, you know? Like, okay, well, what they is... got rid of Chris Lynn, which was epic. That's the best decision yeah. they've ever made. <laughs> Chris, Chris Lynn, more like Chris Lame. Um, yeah, no, I... The, you guys have got Uzi this year. Congrats. Oh, we're going to win easily. I know, I know that you personally signed him. Um, so yeah, I wanted that's to... Right. I, I gave him the call myself and I said, Uzi... Why are you playing for Queensland in the state and not playing for Brisbane as well? And he's like, "Good call, mate. I'm gonna, I'm gonna do this change just for you, you know." Mm-hmm. And he's, and he's like, "Cool, we on here, we on. Yep. We're gonna win the next seven years of BBL now that Uzi signed up. You heard it here first. It's you heard be it here an first. unparalleled era of dominance that hasn't been seen before." Cass, when Brisbane don't win this year's BBL, can you write in and tell Josh that he um is a nong? <laughs> Just say Josh is a nong. And if Brisbane do win, feel free to say that Blacker is a nong. Mm. I'd be willing to like back in Brisbane to not win the title this year. <laughs> I mean, I probably also would, but it's it's um <laughs> Like if we were doing some bet where you bet they win the title, but it is, it is you've you've discovered the problem of the internet, haven't you? (laughs) It's fun to make outrageous claims. Oh, jeez.